Thank you for tuning in to the World Overcomers podcast. On behalf of our senior pastor, Andy Thompson, we appreciate your continued support and generosity. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast to receive updates when we post new content every week. If you would like more information or want to make a contribution to World Overcomers or Pastor Andy, visit www.worldovercomers.church slash podcast. Once again, that is www.worldovercomers.church slash podcast. Enjoy the message. Amen. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. 55, keep hop alive. If I can draw your attention to verse 27, where in verse 27, Martha says, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Messiah. I believe you are the Son of God who is to come into the world. Can we start my presentation by everybody saying something with me? Can everybody say, yes, Lord? I believe. No, I'm going to need not just the first four rows to say it. I need everybody to say it. Everybody say, yes, Lord. I believe. That was nice. That was a nice little practice. But I want faith to come alive in you. And I want you to get a good confession in your mouth. I'm going to share a word with you. But I want you to get your mouth lined up with what you believe God's about to do in your life. And so I want everybody in the room and everybody watching around the world, open up your mouth, act like this is a party. Everybody say, yes, Lord. I believe. Good. You know why I wanted us to do that? You know, I wanted to start the presentation off this morning with that is because I recognize the truth about us as human beings. And I'm going to ask you the question and I want you to go ahead and admit it and say yes with me. My question to you this morning is anybody here got a mouth problem? No, no, no. I said anybody here got a mouth problem? Anybody in here, your mouth say stuff it should not say? I need a witness in the building. I need a witness around the world. Anybody in here, half of your problem is the stuff that comes out your mouth. Half of what you're dealing with right now, as a matter of fact, out of the overflow of your heart, your mouth speak, and your mouth speak and scare you half the time. The Bible says that if you can control your tongue, you're perfect. And nobody perfect, so that means everybody in here, sorry, everybody in here got a mouth problem. Now, there's three types of mouth problem. This is not in the text, but I'm adding it in. There's three types of mouth problem. The first type of mouth problem is what I call emotional outbursts. Interesting talking about this on Baby Dedication Day because little babies don't know how to control their emotions and they cry when they get upset. It's a sign of immaturity when out of your emotions, your mouth go off. You get upset, you get afraid, you get angry, you get bothered, you get scared, you get offended, and the next thing you know, your mouth is outbursting stuff is coming out your mouth that you have to apologize for later i guess that we'll just leave that alone because i because that's an emotional outburst that's a mouth problem a lot of us have that as a mouth problem 
Thank you for saying amen. The second kind of mouth problem, and I'm putting this on the screens. Second kind of mouth problem is what I call complainy fear speak. Complainy. I know it's not a word. Don't say that's not a word. I made it up. Complainy. It's the adjective, adjective form of complain. Complainy fear speak. It's just kind of a running, kind of negative commentary. There's something about us as human beings. The first thing we do is talk about the negative. Somebody says, how was your Africa trip? And the first thing that I want to do is talk about getting delayed and talking about how I got stuck and talking about Nigeria and talking about how somebody tried to kidnap me. All I want to do is talk about all the negative stuff. But if I, every now and then I catch myself, I don't know if you, I catch myself and I think, see, this is why I'm sad. This is why I'm upset. This is why I'm stressed. This is why I'm depressed because all I do is hear negative and all I do is talk negative and all I do do is say negative how was your day today well you know they was trying and there's just a constant kind of mixture of fear and complaining the grumbling and complaining is a mouth problem it's a harder mouth problem to fix than emotional outburst mouth problem this is next level is just to get your mouth to stop complaining on a regular basis which you're just always commenting on all the negative. It's just a part of the world that we live in. We focus more on the negative than we do on the positive. Then there's a third mouth problem that's almost the hardest to fix. And this mouth problem is what I called mistimed honesty. Mistimed honesty is where you have been pretty much holding water. There's ways that you feel. I don't know. There's stuff that's going on on the inside of you. You're mature enough to not say it. And you're saved enough to keep it to yourself. And you got a good stiff upper lip. And your, your mama told you if you don't have nothing nice to say, don't say nothing at all. And you know how to smile and nod and just say amen. And then the one thing happens. And the last straw happens. And you, like Popeye, you say that's all. All I can stand, and I can't stand no more. And you eat your spinach, and then and then your mouth comes out, and you end up saying something that you have felt for a while. Oh, I need a witness in the building. Your honesty comes out, and later you are worried because you shared too much. Because don't nobody know what's in your head if you don't tell them. And one of the worst things that any of us can ever do is share our fears with the enemy. If you know somebody's against you, if you know they're not for you, if you know they're not on your side, then why would you tell them what your plans are? But they push you and they needle you until you get to a place where you end up saying, oh yeah, I got me a lawyer and you got honest in the wrong moment. No, I need a witness in the building. I know it's not just me. And later on, you are upset with yourself because you said something that you really feel. This is Martha. That third one, that's Martha. And I'm talking about Martha this morning because... Yes, it's her, but she fixes it. 
She fixes it by saying, yes, Lord, I believe. Yes, Lord, I believe. Part of the reason why we want you to pray is because you can cancel out negative stuff out your mouth with the positive stuff out your mouth that you say afterwards. Oh, my Lord. If you can ever get a good confession, you need to get a good confession because out of the overflow of your heart, your mouth speaks. And so if your mouth has spoken and something negative has come out, then you need to get something positive out your mouth to get over top of the negative thing that came out of your mouth. And that's the reason why it's a good reason. It's a good reason to come here to, to church. It's a good reason to say amen. It's a good reason to say hallelujah. It's a good reason to say, Lord, I love you. It's a good reason to tune in. It's a good reason to raise your hands. It's why worship is not just a spectator sport. It's here to get your mouth activated because God don't need your praise. The angels praise him. It's because we got to get your mouth saying something positive to wipe out all of the junk you done spoke over yourself all week. I wish I had another witness in the building. By the time you get here, not only do you owe God a praise, but you owe your own future and your own destiny a good confession. I heard that this morning. You owe God a praise. Okay, yeah, sure, I owe God a praise. But not only do I owe God a praise, but I also owe my future. I owe my destiny. I, know my, I owe my calling. I owe where I'm going to. I owe that some faith speech. And so if in an emotional moment I said something or if in a, a moment of me being upset and me complaining and just kind of always negative, I said something, I got to be careful about it because God listens. He don't listen all the time. See, everybody got quiet on that, Elder Clark. I don't think the Lord listens to us all of the time. See, no amens. Sorry, I don't think so. I think the Lord listens because I, I'll tell you the Bible I have for it. When the angels come and tell Abraham, yeah, you about to have a son by this time next year. Sarah said, oh, really? And the Bible says, and the Lord heard her. Now, why would the word say, and the Lord heard her, if there are times when the Lord hear and times when he don't? Anyway. My point is, is there are times when I will say to the Lord, Lord, don't listen to this real quick. Lord, please don't listen to this. Can you just shut the mic off? Thank you. Off the record. If I have said something in my complaining speech, if I have in my mistimed honesty said something that's trying to cancel out my blessing, I got... I don't know who this is for. I've got to get my mouth saying something to get it activated back again. And I know I'm not the only one in the room. I know I'm not the only one watching this and listening who is able to say, oh, yeah, if my mouth is in charge of my life, I'm in trouble. No, if my life, if my life is under the influence of my mouth, Pastor Andy, I'm trying to get you to get in here, and Elder Clark, and Elder, and Pastor Tyrus, and Pastor Tony, and Pastor Algie, pray for him, Sister Pastor Day, and we're trying to get at Pastor Frieda and all these leaders to speak words over us because we are trying to fight the devil off of your life, but 
It's hard to fight the devil off your life if you keep inviting him back in with your mouth. No, I need a witness in the building. And so everybody again, say, yes, Lord. I believe. Come on. Everybody say, yes, Lord. I believe. Nothing is impossible if you can believe. Nothing is impossible if you can get your mouth together. No weapon formed against you can prosper if you can get your mouth together. They can't keep you unemployed, not if you can get your mouth together. You won't be lonely, not if you get your mouth together. You won't have a bad attitude, not if you get your mouth together. I'm going to say it till somebody hears what I'm saying. You will, you will not be broke. This sickness will not end in death, not if you can get your mouth together. Martha very quickly says, yes, Lord, I believe, because Martha got into a mistimed honesty place. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't feel any judgment. This isn't that kind of church, and I don't feel no judgment for Martha in here, and I know there certainly isn't any coming from me because I can absolutely relate to Martha. And if you can't relate to Martha, then you just haven't been on the planet long enough or you're not properly analyzing this text and looking at this story and realizing how absolutely relatable this situation is. Because the Bible says in John chapter 11, verse 1, now there's a man named Lazarus who was sick, and he's from Bethany, and he's the village of Mary and her sister Martha. Anybody in here ever been sick? No, I asked the question. I, I need a response. Anybody in here ever been sick? I'm talking about sick. I'm not talking about a little cold. I'm talking about sick. I'm talking about the Rona. I'm talking about you are wondering when they told you I got the Rona. Come on, the devil is alive. And when I got the, and I had been vaccinated and still got it. And I went to Central for them to vaccinate me. I wanted black people. Anyway, and so I, I got vaccinated and, and I got, and I still got the Rona. When I got it for just a minute, I was scared. No, can I get a witness? Any little cough, any, any little cough. When you're sick, you're not in your right mind. No, I want us to relate. When you're sick, you are scared. When you are sick, when things are not perfect, when stuff is not the way it ought to be. When your body is sick, when your business is sick, when your money is sick, when your church is sick, when your relationship is sick, when something is not right, you're not in your best place. When someone close to you is sick, you're not in your best place. Can't judge Martha. I know you're not. We can relate to her because it's absolutely possible for you to have a relationship with God and stuff not be right. The Bible says to us in verse 2, this Mary is alabaster box Mary. This Mary is the Mary that broke the pure nard and anointed Jesus' feet. This is not just anybody. This is a worshiper. 
This is someone that praises. This is someone who sacrifices. This is someone who broke something expensive and put it on the feet of Jesus. The head meaning that she anointed his feet and washed it with her hair. This is someone who broke something expensive on the body of Christ. So this is relatable to anybody in who's ever given an offering, anybody that's ever given a tithe, anybody that's ever given a special offering, anybody that's ever given God a special praise, anybody that's ever given God a sacrifice of praise, anyone who doesn't just come to this just looking for what you get. You're a different kind of Christian when you start to ask yourself, what shall I render unto God for his benefits to me? You understand? It's different. If all you do is just come to church and just hear and clap and you leave out of here with all your money in your pocket and you don't do nothing, then I, praise God, thank you for being here, but there's another level when you reach down. There's another level when you decide to sacrifice, you go to another place. You're at another place when you do that. I want everybody to say amen whether you do it or not. I just want you to know, you cross over. You give God $20, you cross over. You give God $50, you cross over. You give God $100, you cross over. You give God your time, you cross over. You start to serve, you cross over. You're not just an ordinary Christian anymore. You are now a part of the staff. You are now a part of the body. You are now, you have decided to break your alabaster box on the feet of Christ. You have dedicated something valuable to you, to his body. Not just, oh, I believe in God and I go to church when I want and I do what I want and God is just for me. Got you. Understand, just know you are not the same Christian as someone that goes to a church, joins a church, serves a church, gives their time, tithe, talent, whole nother level kind of Christian. We got to be honest about this. We got too many folk who just want to act like we all the same. No, we are not. When you give your life to the kingdom, when you sacrifice your life, to, it's not enough just to say you believe in God. The devil believes in God. Demons believe in God. No, no. I'm talking about where you're trying to have a relationship with him. I'm talking about where you're trying to not just get God to serve you, but where you want to serve the Lord. You call this service because you want to serve the Lord. You're asking, what shall I render unto God? You are thinking to yourself can I serve him when you see him you don't want to just slide into heaven you want to hear him say well done who am I talking to you ain't trying to look to me to give you a hookup to get you into heaven no you want to get there and you want the Lord to say well done good and faithful servant because I gave you something to do and you did it you ask the question why am I alive why am I still breathing destiny is waiting why am I still alive? Why did the Lord let me survive that? Why did the Lord let me survive that car accident? Why did the Lord? I was about to back out and I stopped for a second. I don't know why. And a car came right by and I thought, Lord, three other seconds and I'm dead right now. Lord, you just spared my life. Why? Lord, what do you want? What do you want me to do? Do you want me to talk to them? Because I will talk to them. Do you want me to pray for somebody? Because if the Lord needs somebody, hear them. I Lord send me you hear the Lord say who will we send and who will go for us and you say Lord here am I send me you don't say Lord here am I bless me 
Everybody wants a blessing. Not everybody wants to serve him. Oh, I'm talking to somebody. No, I'm talking about where you're wandering. I'm talking about where there's a stirring. I'm talking about where you halfway scared to come to church because you halfway scared God got a call on your life because you probably halfway right. I'm talking about how there's something on the inside that's trying to burst out of you and it's like fire shut up in your bones. And when you see somebody in need, you don't just pray for yourself, you pray for them. That's what I'm talking to. I'm talking to the people where folk want to talk to you and you don't know why but there's an anointing on your life that's who I'm talking to I'm talking to the people who are willing to serve God's church I'm talking to the people who it don't matter if there's hypocrites it don't matter if you've been let down by leadership you weren't supposed to have your eyes on people anyway your eyes were supposed to be on Jesus that's who I'm talking about I'm not talking to no punk Christians who can be moved by any little thing I'm talking about somebody whose roots go down deep somebody who's decided I will follow Jesus no matter what no turning back that's who I'm talking to do I have anybody like that in this room Okay. The text tells us that's who Mary is. Mary is a praiser. Mary is a sacrificer. When you're a praiser, when you're a sacrificer, when you're a supporter, and you deal with the imperfection that is life, it can shake you. I'm de- maybe I'm just talking about me, but when you give, when you sow, when you serve, and something goes wrong, when you are somebody that's like, oh, my, my washing machine is broke, let me go check my tithe record. When you are that kind of person, you have an expectation for God to watch out for you. I'm trying to get me and you to relate to this. You are somebody who you are someone who sends a text to Jesus. You don't go to church. You don't ask none of the elders to pray for you. You send an email to Christ. You send him a direct message. Mary and Martha sent a message to Jesus. And I'm sorry. Maybe it's just because my cultural persuasion. But I feel like there's a little tiny little bit of attitude on this message. They're a little stank on it because they say, Lord, the one you love is sick. Meaning, stop praying for all these strangers. Stop opening all these blind eyes. Stop healing all these lepers. Stop fixing everybody that you don't know. This is your people's. This is somebody you done been in here. You done ate my chicken. I wish I had my. I made my ribs that time. You remember them ribs? All right. Remember that barbecue sauce? Okay. Jesus, I know how to make the cake you like. Mary is the praiser. Martha is the get the work done person. Martha is the one in the kitchen. Martha is the one cooking the food. Sometimes the praisers don't do a whole lot of, oh, help us, Holy Ghost. But Martha is the, they send Jesus a message saying, listen, Jesus, you don't know us. You've known us well. We don't just come and sit in the back. You have been in our house. You have stayed here. We know you. Don't make us call our cars on. Don't you, what you talking about, Jesus? You better get here quick. Quick. 
No, y'all don't hear that in the text. No, I need thee every hour. No, no, no. I need you this hour. I need you right now. I have prayed. I have worshiped. I go to I go to world. Oh, my, 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 come every week. I wave my hand. I listen to that crazy light-skinned man yell all the time. I give my tithes. So, Lord, I need you to show up on time. Don't give me none of this. He may not come when you want him. Whatever. I need you here and now. I need a witness. I need you to show up. Where are you at? Stop healing heathens and fix me. Stop blessing people who don't even know you and bless me. Why are you making somebody rich that don't like you? Make me rich. Why are you blessing somebody stinking scary with a husband and I'm right here praising it anyway? Why are you going to do that? That ain't right. Don't do me like that, Jesus. I think I'm in the right church. I think somebody's listening to me. You hear the stank? That little stank in there. Tiny little attitude. Hey, Jesus, the one you love is sick. The one you love. Supporter. Remember the chicken? In other words, get your Messiah tail. Anyway, you better get your Holy Ghost filled fasting, telling the devil to get off behind you. You better get your, you better bring all that anointing and all of that juice. You better bring it here right now. Ain't nobody playing with you, Jesus. See how you, you kind of halfway scared, but you're like, uh, there's a little bit of it because you know, Jesus, you don't know what, you don't know where he is. You don't know where he going to go. The word love there is phileo. Meaning, this is brotherly love. This is family love. This, this is family. Jesus, this is family. Stop messing around with strangers. This is family. I got an emergency. I got a miracle. I need you to do in my life. I don't know who I'm talking to. I'm just preaching to me. It's on my birthday. And I, I, I got, Lord, I have been serving you my whole life. I have been preaching for 40 years. I am double nickel. I need you to move by your spirit today that's what she said and Jesus verse 4 says when Jesus heard this he said this sickness will not end in death one of the things that's wonderful and annoying we can say it about the Lord is he sees things you don't see and he knows things you don't know oh my god he sits high and he looks low he's outside of time you stressing about this thing right now God ain't fronting about you losing your job bro God is like your situation will not end in death I am the resurrection and the life. I know what I can do. Don't you worry about that. But you don't know that. You come here. I'm trying to tell it to you. But the Lord doesn't send a message back to them and say the sickness will not end in death. He says it to the people around him. Yeah, in other words, Lazarus is going to be okay. Sickness will not end in death. And the Bible says, check this, Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus, meaning, yeah, he loved them. Yet, I know it says so, but in the 1984, in the version, it says, yet, when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. 
I want everybody who's in a relationship with the Lord to say, help me, help me, help me. Just say, help me, help me, help me, help me. Because this is an aspect of God's character where he will come when he's ready to go, my Lord. He know. he almost, I know, I know you're feeling me, bro. He allows stuff. You'll be like, Lord, why you got to let this person, he, when you see them walking up on you, like, you're like, Lord, don't let this person come up here talking no, Lord, back them up because you know I'm not in the mood for today. I will knock somebody out today. When I was a teacher at Neal Middle School on Monday morning, I'll be like, look, don't make me get in the flesh with y'all today. I was just in church yesterday. What you talking about, Mr. Thompson? Don't nobody want to do no work on no Monday. Like the weekend's over, time to do some work. Oh, you're always trying to play somebody, Mr. Thompson. Don't nobody want to do no work on no Monday. We just getting out the weekend. I'm like, we're going to have a test on Friday. Friday? See, we don't like that about you, Mr. Thompson. Don't nobody want to do no work on no Friday. The weekend's coming. Like, so y'all only want to do a work on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Anyway, what I'm saying to you is, you, you, you're... You're looking at the situation and you're saying, Lord, that ain't right. It's not right. It's not right. Can we, anybody, just get honest with me. Anybody dealing with something where you're like, yo, Lord, this ain't right. This ain't right. Why you, why they get to, why, why are you making me drive past their bill? Why are you, why are you doing it? Lord, what's up? It's me. Why? Jesus stayed where he was two more days. He was not in a rush to get there. What God will allow. What God will allow, I just want us to let that marinate for a second for all of us. What God will allow, what God will allow people to say to you, what God will allow people to do to you, what God will allow the situation, if you're not careful, it can make you turn on him. Be careful. Don't do that. Don't let your mouth get you in trouble and start saying what you will or won't do. Don't talk junk to God because don't let your mouth write a check that you can't cash. And don't you say something to the Lord that you're going to regret later. If this message has blessed or encouraged you, feel free to visit www.worldovercomers.church podcast and learn more about WOCC or donate to the ministry. This enables us to continue to impact the kingdom in the best way possible. Because God can do some stuff that is bothersome to you, but the, but the blessing of it is he is outside of time. So the Lord says to his disciples, yo, let's go on down here and fix Lazarus because he's dead. In verse 14, he tells his disciples plainly, Lazarus is dead. And for your sake, I'm glad I was not there. <laughs> this almost makes me wonder, what, Jesus? <laughs> you glad you weren't there? You got the nerve to not show up when I send you my email? And now you telling folk close to you, you glad you weren't there? Glad I was not there 
so that you will believe. So that you will believe. This has happened. I don't know who I'm speaking to, but I'm prophesying. This has happened so that the work of God might be displayed in your life. God trying to get some glory out of somebody in here. God trying to get some glory out of somebody's situation. Lord is like, yeah, I'm glad I wasn't there. I'm glad I didn't get there on time. I'm glad I didn't do that because you about to, y'all about to see. Stick with me. Y'all about to see what I can do when I really decide to do. Y'all about to find out that death don't stop me and sickness can't stop me and lack can't stop me. Y'all about to find out that I know what I'm about. Thomas speaks up mouth problem Thomas says yeah let's go on down there that we might die with him <laughs> Thomas is like what do you have did he have the Rona wait my mask I'm not trying I mean, let's not go down there I'm not going down there and getting sick oh well it's all right let's go on down here with Jesus let's get let's get whatever he had that's what he said Verse 17 says, on his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had been in the tomb for four days. Jesus is four days late. Bethany is less than two miles. Jesus wasn't even far. <laughs> he stayed where he was two days and then took his time to get there. I'm sorry, I got to move on. He took his time. He stopped and got some chicken. He got a Popeye sandwich. He just, he went to cookout, got a shake. He got a biscuit. He just took his time. He let Lazarus be good and dead. I don't know who I'm speaking to, but I want somebody to know the Lord will let your situation go to a place where it is good and dead. If you are dealing with good and dead, you're in the right place right now. You're in the right situation. The Lord don't care about no four days dead. He almost was like, I don't want it to be one dead day dead because I don't want y'all to, to think that I can't heal two days dead or three days dead. I, don't want, I want you to know that four days don't bother me. He gets there. The man been dead four days. Martha comes, but Mary stays home. Martha comes, but Mary stays home. Because again, sometimes when you praise much, you've been forgiven much, but you also can expect much. And you can be very disappointed if the Lord don't do stuff within the time that you have set for him. I don't know who I'm talking to. When you are alabaster box, sometimes as a result of your passion and your praise and you run and you holler and you shout. And if the Lord don't do exactly what you want him to do in the exact time, you get a small little attitude when he show up. Martha's the doer. They both have the same attitude. They both feel the same way. They both are in grief because their brother is dead. We can't judge them. You don't judge them. I won't judge them. You don't judge me. I won't judge you. Their brother is dead. This is a hard time. 
And they have faith that Jesus could have stopped them from dying. And Jesus could have stopped them from dying. And they hear, he's here. Lazarus dead four days. He's here. Martha, who's the doer, goes and does what is right to do. Because sometimes the doers just do. But the praisers get their feelings hurt. The praisers, the yellers, the hollers, the shouters, we get in our feelings and we'll stay at the house. We all have to be careful with this. I'm, I'm just trying to speak truth to all of us. We all have to be careful of this because when you ask God for something, you make a request and it does not happen, it can hurt your feelings. It can make you not want to go to church. It can make you not want to leave. It can make you almost have a small little attitude with Jesus like, oh, here he is now. Martha, at least, has got enough maturity, right, son, to be like, okay, let me go. But she couldn't help it. When she got there, I could tell, here comes Jesus with his entourage, and I could see her just be like, oh, my God, Jesus, oh, Lazarus has been dead four days. Jesus, if you had been here, didn't you get my email? Didn't you get, this was not a joke. This is my brother. I'm close to him. We live with each other. I sent you a text. Did you get it? Did you know? And now you're here. If you had been here on time, my brother, well, my God, I can't believe he's here now. I mean, even now, I know the Lord will still give you whatever you ask. But inside of me, I just don't have no faith. I think you're late. Where everybody in here was like, I'm sorry, I am getting older, I am 55, I am 61, I am 38, it is getting late for me to do this. The Lord will look at you and say, oh, is it really late? He says, well, I, your brother will rise again. Your brother will rise again. That's what he says to her. Your brother will rise again. And she quotes him church words she's a good church girl she knows the word she says i know that he will rise again on the last day at the resurrection thank you very much jesus i've been to church i went to sunday school i'm sorry i know i'm putting stank on it but i went to sunday school i know my bible i know that he will be resurrected on the last day i know that how does that help me? Jesus said, wait, wait, wait. I am the resurrection and the life. And the one who believes in me will live even though they die. Who is that for? Even though it looks dead, don't mean it's dead. Not when I show up. And if you believe in me, you'll never die. And then he looks at her and it reminds me of when I was a kid. He looks at her like your mama used to look at you and say, right? Do you believe that? Let me hear your mouth say the right thing. And thanks be to God that Martha was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listen, yes, Lord, I believe you are the Messiah. You are the Son of God. You are the one who was and is and is to come. You are the Alpha and the Omega. I don't know where you are in your life right now, but you better be able to get your mouth together in the right situation. 
Even if you don't halfway hardly believe it, you better get your mouth to say it. Oh, yes, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. I believe you are the son of God. You are the Messiah. You are the, I believe, yes, I believe it. Oh, yes, I do. Bible says in verse 26, after they said this, she went back and called her sister Mary. She said, the teacher is here and is asking for you. Meaning that when Jesus showed up, Jesus said, I see the doer, but where's the praiser? Where is Alabaster Box Mary now when all hell has broke loose? This is a word for me and somebody else. Where's your praise when your brother is dead? Where is your praise when your job is gone? Where is your praise when your mama passes away? Where is your praise when stuff don't go your way? I got a word for you. Anybody can say hallelujah when everything's amazing. Can you praise him through your tears? Can you praise him through your heartache? Can you praise him through your heartbroken? Can you praise him through your disappointment, son? Jesus has the nerve. To be late and still look for the praiser to praise. He says, where Mary at? So now Martha the doer got to go find Mary the praiser. And say, Mary, Jesus is looking for you. The teacher's looking for you. He's here. He's looking for you. Quick, get up. Fix your face. Put your stuff on. Because he might be late, but we don't know what will happen if we just act right. Oh my goodness. If we just raise our hands, if we just open up our mouth, if we stop fronting and acting like we ain't got nothing to praise God for, if we can act like we used to act in the party, if we could just turn it up for a minute, God might step in and turn this whole situation around. Mm. Won't he do it? Yes, he will. Mary gets up and fixes herself up quick. Sometimes you got to fix your face. Tell somebody, fix your face. <laughs> Come on, your mama used to say that to you. You better fix your face because God is here. You better fix your face because your miracle is about to take place. You better fix your face. Don't let your mouth mess up your blessing. Don't you let your mouth mess your blessing up. You got to have faith, and you have to have faith for somebody that can't have faith for themselves. She got up. She ran down. When she got there, her mistimed honesty couldn't help but come out. She said, Lord, if you had been here when we called you, my brother would not be dead. And then she gets emotional. You know why I like church? I like a little bit of emotion. I don't know who I'm talking to. I like a little bit of emotion. I like a little bit of passion. Talk to me. It's why you're here. It's why you like this church, huh, son? It's why you like it. It's why you white folk in here with us. Because you don't want to just be there home with her and home on. You want somebody to holler. I need a witness in the building. You are done with all, oh, amen, amen. 
Amen. Dominus Wobiscum et cum spiritua. You are done with that. You are done with them swinging the little thing and leaving the same way you come in. You go out the same way you came in. No, you need somebody to say, can somebody get a prayer through? Can somebody open up their mouth and say something about the Lord? Does anybody feel anything? Does anybody want anything from the Lord? The Bible says that God was moved by her emotions. I want you to know you can cry. It's all right for you to cry because when God sees you cry, God might cry right with you. When God sees you get emotional, the Bible said Jesus wept. That means he's touched when you get emotional. He's touched when you cry. It's all right to cry. God like a crying saint. Oh, yes, he do. God like a crying saint. God like a waving saint. You ain't got to be faking here. God like a little emotion. God like a little feelings hurt. God like a little passion. It means you actually care about your child. You actually care about your job. You actually care about your money. I need a witness in the building. I'm 55, I'm trying to preach on my birthday. Don't let me do it by myself. I need somebody that got a feeling about what you need God to do in your life. You ain't got time to be quiet. You ain't got time to be fake in front of. You need God to move in your life. I need a witness in the building. Somebody talk to me up in here. You ain't got no time for no dry Catholic service. You need God to step in. You need God to move in your life. Talk to me. Oh yeah, I know what I'm talking about. Cause I've been there, Elder Clark. Where if it had not been for the Lord, where would I be? Jesus said, where'd you lay him? Tell me where you laid him. Tell me where you laid him. He cries. Then he said, where you laid him? Tell me where you laid him. Show me the worst thing. Show me the grave. Don't just show me your shiny. Show me the grave. Just don't show me all your happy. Show me the grave. Take me to the grave. You can tell they're kind of scared because we don't like to show God our graves. Oh, Jesus. We only want to show him the happy. We don't want to show him the tomb. And Jesus says, roll the stole back. And they say, yeah, but there's funk in there. See, we don't like Jesus to smell the funk. But the truth of the matter is everybody in here stink just a little bit. Huh. Right. Uh, you need deodorant. You need a bath because everybody is funky in here. After I'm done with this, don't hug me too tight because I done sprayed cologne and everything else. But everybody, and you got to be careful not to be ashamed of your funk when Jesus show up. Don't be afraid of your stink when Jesus show up. 
He said, roll the stone back. Roll the stone back. They said, Lord, this, this is a funky situation. This is a stinky situation. This is a decaying situation. This is a nasty situation. Jesus said, don't nobody care about no funk up in here. Roll that stone back. They roll back the stone, and he says, Lazarus, come forth. And when he says, Lazarus, come forth, something happens which is the whole point of this message and I'm done because Lazarus is bound in grave clothes he's not able to walk sometimes when you bound you hear Jesus and you can't walk but at 55 you better keep your hop alive you better go ahead and hop yourself out of your grave and hop yourself out of your situation and hop yourself out of your difficulty. Don't you let your hop go nowhere. At 55, I'm gonna keep my hop alive. I'm gonna hop till I'm blessed. I'm gonna hop till I'm healed. I'm gonna hop till I'm rich. I'm gonna hop till I get my breakthrough. Who am I talking to in here? You better put your feet together and get to hopping. If you got joy, you better leap for it. You better praise God while you have a chance. You better praise God while you're still in need. God is moving by his spirit. Anybody need a miracle in here? Shout yes, somebody in here. Yes, yes. I need God to move on my behalf. I don't care how old you are, keep your hop alive. Tell somebody, keep that hop alive. Don't you let your hop go nowhere. Don't you let your faith go nowhere. Don't you let the devil steal your joy. Don't you let the enemy rob you of what God's about to do. Don't let your mouth mess this up for you. God about to move on your behalf. God about to make a way for somebody. Somebody about to get that miracle. You better keep your hop alive. Because if you could ever get out your grave, God will set you loose. If you could ever get out your grave, God will get the grave clothes off of you. And you will walk and run again. Now if you believe that, praise Him. If you believe that, praise Him. If you believe that, praise Him. I said if you believe that, praise Him. Let all the people praise Him. I said, let all the people praise his name. I just turned 55 and my hop is still alive. Who am I talking to in here? The devil is a liar. Can't have your money, can't have your job, can't have your life, can't have your baby, can't have your miracle, can't have your breakthrough. The devil is a liar. We rebuke the devil off of your life. In the name of Jesus, you better hop out your grave. Because he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power.
that's at work in you. Somebody give him a praise in here. Somebody give him a praise. Praise him, praise him, praise him. Let God know you still believe. Let God know you still have faith. Let God know your heart's still alive. Let God know it's not too late. Let God know he can still move on your behalf. Somebody better talk to me in here. Came to tell somebody, God is able. Now put your hands together and say, God is able, God is able. God is able, God is able. He is able to see me through. He is able to make a way where there seems to be no way. I got my breakthrough. I got my breakthrough. Something about to happen. Something about to happen. Glory, glory, glory. Now, if you need a miracle, jump on your feet right now. Come on, let's pray. If you need a miracle, jump on your feet right now. I guess that's everybody. Great. Let's all stand up. Raise your hands. Don't raise them too high because I don't want you to get tired. Raise them right about here and let's rebuke the devil. The devil is a liar. Satan, the blood of Jesus be against you. And God, we thank you that you have heard our cry. Hear our cry, O oh God. Attend unto our prayer. From the end of the earth do we cry out to you. When our hearts are overwhelmed, lead us. Some of us need a miracle. Lord, I need a miracle. Lord, my son needs a miracle. Lord, my brother needs a miracle. Lord, my daddy needs a miracle. Lord, my mama needs a miracle. Lord, my money needs a miracle. Lord, this church needs a miracle. Lord, my cousin needs a miracle. Lord, my daughter needs a miracle. Lord, you are here now. Told us to call on you while you are here. While on others thou art calling. Do not pass us by. Praise is what we do when we want to get close to you. And so, God, I stretch my hand to every person whose hands are uplifted, to every person that's watching live literally around the world. Break the yoke in our lives. Back the devil up off of our money. Back the devil up off of our destiny. Back the devil up off of our minds. Chase mental illness out of here. Every depression and anxiety and stress and every lie from the pit of hell. Lord, I pray that your Holy Ghost would rest on us right now. Praise is what I do. Pray that your anointing would rest on us like never before. I pray that you'd break the yoke in us. Pray that you'd break the yoke over our it's lives. What I do. Pray that you deliver us from the hand of the enemy. Be God in our situation. Praise is what I Be God in our situation. 
be God in our situation. Yes, Lord, we believe. And by faith, Lord, we have cried, we have hollered, we have gotten emotional, but God, we walk by faith and not by sight. By faith, by faith, we call it done. It's what I do. In Jesus' name. Now, everybody give God a praise in advance for what God's about to do. Praise is what I do. Come on, let's turn around lift your hands. It's what I do. Come on, say. It's what I do. Somebody lift your voice. Lift your voice. Praise is what I do. Somebody shout in this room.
do? Praise is my response to the hell that's going on in my life. It's not complaining. Praise is my response. Come on, somebody let the Lord know what your response is going to be when life starts happening. Come on. It's what I do. Listen real quickly before we leave. We dare not leave this anointed atmosphere and not sow a seed. Please sit down. We receive a word that if you apply it, it will change your life. Does anybody believe that? So let's sow into this word. I want you to sow right now. I believe they're putting, not only are we going to sow to the man of God, they're going to put some of his, his cash up, his information. I want you to sow into him. Did we not receive a word today? I want you to right now, as they're about to put it on the screens, God is going to do something miraculous as a result of your obedience to the word today. If you're using Cash App, you can send it to dollar sign Pastor Andy. Dollar sign Pastor Andy. We want to sow into the man of God. Amen. On his birthday, some people said they're going to sow $55 for 55 years. That's fine, but let's sow into the man of God. Amen. It's what I do. It's what I do. How many of you, you believe that God is going to change something on this week? Come on, come on. Don't just... How many believe that God is going to do something as a result? Pastor Andy T. Dollar sign... Pastor Andy T. Pastor Dollar Sign Pastor Andy T. We want to sow into him today. Just want to, just a quick reminder immediately. Somebody say immediately. Immediately when you leave out uh, Projects of Hope, they have brisket sandwiches and barbecue sauce and all kind of stuff ready. It is bagged up. All you have to do is get in line and you can take it home and you can, or whatever for, for lunch tomorrow, whatever it may be. But somebody say immediately. It is ready immediately as soon as you leave out. Are you glad that you came to, to the house of God today? Amen. Amen. It was good that we were here to get to the gay today together. All right, let's lift that offering before the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's pray. God, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, for a man of God that would sow into our lives so hard. On a, on a weekend that he should be celebrating himself, he thought enough of us to sow a strong word into our lives today. Now, God, would you bless this gift as we sow into him? Lord, he is good ground, just as this ministry is good ground. So we thank you today for sowing into his life. Lord, as we release what we have into his life, God, we thank you, Lord, you're going to release the good. And you're going to accelerate, just as Pastor Tyrus mentioned, you're going to accelerate the plans that you have for us. Lord, we thank you for it. And we sow in faith. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you will remain seated while they pass the buckets.
And again, our first-time visitors, if you would wave your hands. Thank you so much for joining us, first-time visitors. Come on, World Overcomers, let's put our hands together and thank them for coming. Immediately after service, if you would go to the connection kiosk and let them know, let them know it's your first-time guest. We have a gift for you today. No strings attached. We just want to thank you for coming. Okay, Pastor Andy T., it's on the screen there. If you want to take a picture, if you want to sew later, you can do that. Amen. We just want to give a couple minutes for our gatekeepers to get everything. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Can we put our hands together for our gatekeepers, our men of God that keep us safe? They keep order. Somebody say order in the house. <laughs> Ain't no craziness going on around here. All these men of God we got. Amen. God bless you. We thank you all for your service. Amen. Come on, let's stand to our feet if we could. Amen. And for our families that came because of baby dedication, if immediately to my right, if you would head that way, we have some staff that are, wait, are waiting to usher you back there so you can meet with pastor. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's lift our hands. God, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, that we have a new hope. We have a new faith that is renewed and, re and rejuvenated because of this word today. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that every household represented, Lord, is blessed by what was said, what was sung, or something that was spoken in this room today. Now, God, we thank you, Lord, that you go into this week and you make it the most miraculous week that we have ever had. We thank you, Lord, for signs, for wonders, for miracles, following this word today as we believe you. Lord, we thank you for it. That when we come in this room again, we'll have testimonies of the miraculous things that you've done in our lives. We thank you. We bless you. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. And amen. God bless you. We love you and we'll see you next week. Hopefully you were blessed and encouraged by this message. Visit www.worldovercomers.church slash podcast for more information on WOCC and events that are coming up. Maybe we are coming to your area soon. God bless.